Good morning, America. Thank you for tuning in today. It is Saturday, January 19th, and we're coming to you live from downtown San Antonio, where PAX South is going on, so the streets are super crowded, and also our air is super crowded with mountain cedars. So if you happen... <laughs> what is that? That's a ham horn. That's, uh, that's what I'm going to use to show that things are exciting. Oh, God. <laughs> Well, welcome to the 2SA podcast. I'm Mikey. And I'm Daniel. And we are on episode one, which is hopefully scheduled to be released February 1st. So we thought we would cover the Valentine's Day theme of romance. Ooh, spooky. Yes. So, uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're two essays. Living, living in SA. That's with, San Antonio. Yeah. And uh, we're... Writing two essays? I don't know, but the whole theme is two essays. Yeah, it's like essay, like an opinion. It's a stretch, but whatever. We did what we want because yeah. it's our show. Thank yeah. you. New year, new me. Do some yoga, stretch it out. Yeah, and the, the topic for uh, the topic for today is romance. And like every first good date, we're gonna get to know each other a little bit and why we're doing this exactly. So, just to give a little background, I am Mikey. I am thirty-one years young. I am a young, vibrant, effervescent, horror-obsessed, Mariah Carey impressionist, and amazing. Ooh. Very, very good. Yes. Um, So I'm Daniel. Um, I like things as well. Um, I really don't know. I guess I just live my life. I love traveling. Uh, Some people call me a bit of a hippie, but uh, I think they're kind of right. I have long hair and... uh, try to find myself so sure yeah whatever but here we are yeah so last night we actually made our logo and i thought it made a pretty good example of us and our personalities mikey me is the one in the back with my attitude and sass and daniel is the one meditating however if you actually get to know daniel you'll know that he is not very peaceful when you actually get him upset (laughs) okay uh yeah you're right i can't i can't combat that uh i i'm just very, very uh, energetic, mm-hmm. I'll say, and I like to be understood, <laughs> and when I'm not understood, I get a little excited and whatever, I act like a fool, so. Right. So, the way Daniel and I met is we actually worked with each other. Actually, rewind before that, we went to a coding class together. Yes, Daniel's doing the rewind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We took a coding class together. We did not speak to each other. We didn't know each other. I didn't even know who this fool was that sat behind me in this coding class. Bullshit. You had a crush. You you saw me like, who's that cute guy in class? And and all the while, I'm over there stressing about passing. Mikey actually, um, he had to leave the class for extenuating circumstances. It was not because of you. He was a little bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was actually working. While people were going to the class to uh, find a better job, I actually <clears throat> had a job, and it fed oh, into... and the- I, will, I didn't have a job. I had a job, sir. I don't know what you did. You worked at UPS or something. I worked at a hotel as a valet driver, first of all. Hard work. Very complicated. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, so we officially met September of 2017 when I started working at a WordPress hosting company. Daniel was my trainer and I didn't actually know that we had the same class together until somehow it got mentioned like months later. And I was like, oh shit, we had the same class. Um, but it's been a very interesting ride getting to know Daniel as my trainer. He, um, was definitely very informative, but Definitely didn't filter anything when it came to him and his personality, like farting during the second class, asking (laughs) if it was okay for him to fart on the floor. You got to find, those are very important things to find out with people, because if you can't fart in front of someone, you know, how are you ever going to be comfortable around them? And secondly, it was really funny. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So I actually had to leave this company because you know how sometimes you want to be professional and you decide you get too close to your fellow colleagues? So close that you can fart in front of them. Yeah. Sometimes that becomes... Well, the truth comes out, doesn't it? Hmm. Just like farts, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so that is us. That is how we met. We both enjoy podcasts, different ones. Uh, so we decided to actually get a podcast together because while we were working together, we always seemed to be sitting next to each other 
talking about the most random stuff and giving each other points of views on different things that were being brought up, whether it was politics or everyday events or local events. So we were like, you know what? I've always wanted to do a podcast. Let's do a podcast. And here we are. Yeah, I think the main goal is to share our different perspectives because we think very differently. Um, as Mikey said earlier, I get very excited. I'll get, I wouldn't even say I get angry. I just get riled up really heavily. And he sent me home my third day <laughs> working. It was like the second <laughs> week, okay? I sent him home because he, was, he wasn't paying attention all day, and then I just had the last straw. And then while I was in the middle of talking, he turns around and talks to someone. I don't care what they were talking about, but he interrupted me. And I'm like, you know what, Mikey? Took a deep breath. <sighs> go home. Just, just go home. And I walked off. Well, but, that's not how I remember it, but I also don't like to live in the past, so we can keep going. Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Fine. Let's do what Mike wants to do. Exactly. So, just to get a little bit more background about us, I will tell you for me, so you can understand who you're listening to, I, like I said, I'm 31 years old. I am in a committed domestic partnership, um, very close to what traditional- that means he's gay. Well, yeah, I'm just getting there. <laughs> Very close to being married, just because we basically are married. Uh, I think common law marriage is a thing in Texas, so I guess legally we're married. And we have a kid, a two-year-old bundle of joy named Olivia. Um, This is not me and Daniel. This is (laughs) me and my partner, Adam. But let Daniel tell you a little bit more about himself. Yeah, so I am uh, 27 years young. Um, I am currently single, so any ladies out there looking, please steer clear. I'm not looking right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I love to travel. I love to figure out more about myself to kind of make myself a better person. Uh, One of the things I think is the most difficult for people uh, in this kind of age group is figuring out what they really want to do in life. Because uh, Mikey said we met here at, at uh, where, where, I, where he, I trained him at the WordPress hosting company. But in our generation, you work one, two months in a place and you get comfortable and then you work a year there, two years, and then you start thinking, well, what's my next move? What, what am I going to do next? And I think a real big part of that is that we are just never content with where we're at. Um, didn't mean to get so deep on an intro to me, but that's kind of where my mind's at and the things I'm trying to figure out in my life. Completely different perspective from someone that's in a uh, partnership, has a child, where I'm single and wild, pretty much. So, Yeah, he's like a wild horse. You can't break him. That was a great one. Great. Right, thank you. That thank was you. awful. I know. That was terrible. You know, we're going to add a cla- uh, laugh track. He's like that. a horse. <laughs> He's an unbreakable horse. (laughs) Well, yes. Anyways, so yeah, that's just a little bit about me. Uh, Just to give you a little background about who we are. But in the end of the day, I feel you're going to get the most out of who we are through just listening to the podcast. You'll hear more of our personality, more of our perspective on things. Um, Granted, this is just two dudes talking, so nothing set in stone. Don't think of it as us daggering in anything. We're just trying to talk about life. And, hey, if you have an opinion and want to talk with the two, you know, hit us up. We'll be happy to talk to you. Yeah. And I know that the podcast is called Two Essays because if you're not familiar, there's a term in the Hispanic culture of essay, which basically means like homie or bro. And we are from San Antonio. And we don't want to segregate anybody outside of San Antonio. We don't want to just have this be a San Antonio podcast. But... When you're from San Antonio, I feel like, especially if you're born and raised here, it's actually something that you kind of soak into yourself when you become older. And San Antonio, like, runs through your blood, like, high cholesterol. Or refried beans. Same thing. Yeah, I feel, you know, there's a New York state of mind or L.A. Those obviously are really big cities with big different culture differences. But I feel San Antonio is very unique in its own. It's... Very small, but big and full of Mexican family, Mexican culture. 
um, all kinds of culture everywhere. It's it's great. Yeah, we um, are a military city, so we get people from all over America that live here that you can meet, and it is very diverse. And I feel like Daniel said there is most of the time in entertainment you see. LA or you see New York and I think San Antonio will help speak for both the smaller cities and the larger cities because while we are growing and as I look around our windows here there's so many big skyscrapers being made uh, we also currently have a small town mentality Um, everybody's friendly you know people love food which is great (laughs) Um, but yeah so so that's it uh, that's just the background. And so today, like I said, we are talking about romance because it's nearing Valentine's Day. So we are going to dissect this topic with the intro of an article that I read from, well, I read it from mysanantonio.com. But basically, there was a study done nationwide that named San Antonio the most romantic city in America. I know people that live here probably aren't going to agree, but if you look at the city as an outsider, there's bright lights. Like Daniel said, it's flooded with Mexican culture, which doesn't really necessarily mean too much other than there's tons of color, tons of music, tons of lights, tons of good food. And I can see how they could, especially if you look at our river walk, how they could make that kind of call. Um, But when you are getting into a romantic relationship, Daniel, how do you meet that someone? Or how have you been trying to meet that someone? <clears throat> Even though you made it very loud and clear, not meeting them right now, or you're not looking for them right now, how were you looking for them? Well, I think that's a really good question. Um, nowadays, I feel people move to the interwebs to meet others. Uh, I personally would never like to do that. I feel it takes away a lot of the personality aspect of talking to someone. When you're swiping right or left, I forget which one mean, means what. You're just you're seeing someone's face and that's it. You're not actually putting yourself out there. Hey, I feel attracted to you. I want to talk to you. Get to know you for those few moments. Because I'm the kind of person that I'll talk to you for a few minutes and kind of gauge whether or not I like your personality or not, or if you're probably fun to hang out with. Yeah. Um, but now I know. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, but yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, I could do online, but typically I'll try to meet people through friends or, you know, you can meet someone at a bar, but I feel meeting someone at a bar is very cliche and you might not meet the kind of person you want to meet. I feel like you really have to know what you want in order to meet the right person. Uh, that being said, when you're trying to find the right person, you're never going to find them mostly. It's normally when you're working on yourself or you're not looking at all that someone falls upon your lap like that. So I know that you said that you're kind of against like Tinder, for example, with the swipe right, swipe left, but have you actually met someone from Tinder before? I've never uh, uh, been on any of those uh, dating apps. Uh, I promise I have not. You fucking just made a big old face to me like, you liar. I was like, no, I personally have not. I personally like the thrill of Putting myself out there, like uh, going up to a random, well, not random, but going up to someone I had a conversation with and then having the guts to go up to them and be like, hey, uh, can I get your number? Let's go out sometime maybe. And it's really humbling to do that and then have someone be like, uh, no, thanks. I have a boyfriend or whatever, whatever excuse they come up with. Because one, instead of texting them for however long, it's just a quick are you interested, basically? And if they're like, nah, then you're like, okay, great. I'll move on with my life. Uh, as far as Tinder, you go right, and then you have to have the same kind of intro conversation with like however many people you swipe right on. Uh, it just doesn't make sense to me. It's too much energy that I don't even want to use. Yeah, and I understand. And that's very old school, you know, how our parents met each other. Um, not specifically our parents, but our generation's parents because there wasn't the internet, there wasn't apps. Um, But in a way, it's kind of a luxury that I didn't have just because, you know, things are definitely getting better right now for the LGBT community. But if I was to go up to someone just walking down the street that I found attractive or there was an attraction to, and I tried to hit him up style, as one says, um, I could get my ass beat 
if they weren't gay. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but I'm not going to say that that hasn't happened, not me getting my ass beat. But Have the, you ever gotten your ass beat by doing that? No. But you feel like you would, though. Yes, if okay. the person ended up like... Being angry straight. Yeah. Like, like no, I'm not gay. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, how to prove a point to everybody that witnessed this. Um, but there was a time when I was a senior in high school that I thought this guy at Walmart was really hot and I made my friend go give him my number. And that actually turned out pretty well because he did end up being gay, but we didn't really date much. We just hung out a couple of times. Anyways, um, so I have used the apps. It is very common and it's becoming more socially acceptable these days for people to use the apps. Um, but in the gay community, you kind of have to use the apps because there is that fear that you're going to cross paths with someone that isn't so understanding if they end up not being gay and being like, oh, this guy just wanted to hit me up. That's cool. Instead of being like, oh, man, not everybody that look, looked at me thinks I'm gay. Let me beat his ass so I can prove that I'm not. Um, <clears throat> Adam and I did meet on an app. We've been together for four years, going on four years. Um, so I actually met Adam because you know the phrase, you don't find the one unless you don't find the one when you're looking for the one. Because when I was a younger, I was super afraid that I was going to date a psycho. And I was super afraid with breaking up with someone and never broke up with anybody in my life. I just ghosted them like a oh. professional. K- kids listening at home. <laughs> Don't ghost people. That's rude. Well, have a conversation. But I get, I get why people do it. To my defense, I ghosted people before ghosting was a thing, so I did not know that it was a bad thing. Do you remember the first time you heard the term ghosted and were just like, "What? What does that mean?" No, I heard the term ghosted and I was like, "Oh yeah, I definitely know what that is because I've done it." <laughs> I, I was talking to somebody and they're like, "Yeah, you just ghosted me. I didn't know what happened." And I said, "Ghosted? What do you mean? What do you mean ghosted?" She's like, oh, you just didn't text me. I was like, oh, yeah, because I was busy. I didn't want to text you right then. Which I think there's a whole other conversation that can be had about ghosting, um, which we should probably write that down. That'd be fun to talk about. But for me, a, a big piece of any kind of relationship, whether it be friendship, uh, relationship, uh, you know, working with someone, it's communication. If you don't communicate with someone, uh, it to me it shows a lack of of respect, or depending on the type of relationship you have, a lack of care for the relationship. And, you know, it's just something really, really important. Um, but, you know, kind of going on what you're talking about with meeting Adam on the app. Um, Adam is my partner, by the way. Yes. So Adam, much for Adam, not using names. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's fine. You said his name, though. <laughs> no, I didn't. You did it? No, but you're fine. Go ahead. Whoops. We'll edit that out. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, as far as meeting your partner, uh, <laughs> when you are kind of in the beginning of things, how did you show you're interested in him? Because as someone that's straight, it's a little different, maybe. I'm not sure. I've never actually asked that question of how uh, someone that's gay shows they're interested in someone. Well, see, what we do... <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was, was going to say something really bad, but I'm not going to. Um, no, so when I... <laughs> So I put a, a party hat on top of my penis and... <laughs> <Gross>. uh, <laughs> uh, so, no. So um, when we were dating, it, the attraction was mutual. I'm a loud mouth. I don't... I'm not ashamed of anything. We so know. I know. So, you know, when someone voices their interest in me or, you know, it says that they like me or anything, you know, I'm kind of like, yeah, me too. It never really is a challenge for me to show that I like someone because I just say it. I'm... I'm kind of, I have a personality that, like, if there's something on my mind, I'm going to say it. Sometimes it gets me in trouble, and sometimes it doesn't. But, um, yeah, so that's kind of how I showed my interest whenever Adam and I were mm, dating in the beginning. Uh, What about you, Daniel? (laughs) He's walking around the room for some reason. Uh, I was going to try to record, but whatever. Sorry. Um, So I'm a bit... Uh, difficult in the sense um, probably to, to be a little bit vulnerable here uh, I have a I wouldn't say I have terrible self-esteem issues but uh, sorry hold on Mikey's asking me a question because he's a rude bastard um, yeah my self-esteem isn't always the highest and I feel like uh, you know if someone shows that they're interested in me uh, like if I, if I've got a compliment and someone said, Oh, you're cute. 
I would be like, uh, okay, does that mean we're going to get married now? I don't understand. Uh, so I don't really take compliments. I take them well, for sure, but um, when I meet someone and if they show any sort of affection towards me, I'm like, oh, like, okay, like, I guess they love me now. I guess we're going to get married. <laughs> this not, is it. This is the one. <laughs> this is, I mean, not to that extent, but, I mean, you get the idea, like, oh, someone's being nice to me. So I constantly overthink things, and that's kind of my MO. I, I just overthink absolutely everything. Mikey is a great uh, resource for me to talk that out with. I'd be like, Mikey, uh, this happened and these things, and he's like, Daniel, first of all, you need to calm the hell down. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. But being able to talk through those things is really important um, because growing up, I also hung out a lot with my mom and sisters and watched a whole lot of Lifetime movies, uh, mm. watched a whole lot of chick flicks. Yes, take notes. <laughs> so I'm truly very – I love being romantic in that way, um, like doing things for others, being cute like that. But at the same time, I'm also a guy, you know, like I like farting and, you know, drinking beer and, you know, sitting, sleeping on the couch like, while I'm watching TV. Like, that's fun to me. So I'm a very dual type of person. Uh, but as far as like showing I'm interested in a girl, I think one of the biggest things that I do is I show too much interest in the beginning because I enjoy being romantic and I give them the wrong impression and they end up like falling for me right away. I, not all of them. Yeah. Uh, not all girls that I've ever dated, but I mean, that's just kind of what I've, the trend that I've seen when I reflect over like my past relationships that have failed, you know? Well, I actually think this is the perfect time to introduce our first musical guest. So I wanted to incorporate local bands into our pod- podcast and even if it's not San Antonio, you know, Texas or anything like that, or even just an indie band that wants to be featured. Um, this actually comes from one of my friends from high school, uh, Erica. It's their band Scarica, S-C-A-R-I-C-A. Uh, this song is called Bite Me, and I love it because it definitely talks about someone who takes their interest a little bit too far into whoever it is that they are interested in. Uh, so here is Scarica with Bite Me.
<laughs> that was again Skarica Bite Me. You can find more of their music on Spotify. That's Skarica again, S C A R I C A. So, to get back into our conversation, uh, one of the questions we have is what boundaries do you have when it comes to someone? Um, I know for me, when I date someone, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I have boundaries. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, I'm just a slut. No, uh, <laughs> uh, I get a definitely heavy drug use. I can't, you know, I've had anxiety my whole life and drugs have just never been something that I could get into because as soon as I don't feel in control over my body, I freak out and have a panic attack. Um, and this is also going to sound kind of weird because of my given lifestyle, but... I don't know if I could date, like, I'm not going to say it. Never mind. Go ahead. Mm, I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> First off, before we continue, I just want to mention that this podcast in no way, shape, or form condones any type of drug use. Yeah. This podcast also does not, uh, what's the right word? Uh, this podcast does not uh, judge any drug use. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we'll leave it at that. Oh, no, I have a new one. Okay. So... When it comes to me, I'm a very cool as a cucumber kind of guy, but there's a certain threshold that if I get past, and it takes a lot to get me there, um, I like lose my cool and I lose my temper and I can get really upset. I just, I don't like getting to that point. Like I said, with someone with anxiety, like it just, it's, it's like cornering, um, cornering some sort of animal that's not going to have any choice but to lash out. So one of the things that gets me there is people yelling at me. So if I ever get yelled at, Daniel. So yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's different if like someone is yelling at you, like walking down the street. With love, I yell at uh, you with love. Yes. But you know, when it's someone that you're with and someone that you live with and you feel like you're living like in a, a hostile situation because you're just getting yelled at all the time or emotionally abused, I am not going to be one to tolerate that. Wow. That was some pretty deep shit because uh, with me being how I am, you know, I'm very, I'm very emotional and I'm also very, uh, what's, what's the right way to say it? I don't know. You usually help me figure out how to say that, but passionate, I guess passionate. Um, if I be having an argument, I can raise my voice really loud, and I sound just like an angry Mexican when I get <laughs> angry. Because I mean, that's what I grew up around, and I guess that's how I sound. Uh, but when you, when I do it in my mind, I'm just being passionate. I'm being myself, and I'm getting riled up and excited. But to the other person on the other end receiving that, like you said, you know, someone you're living with, someone that you're sharing uh, a home with, when you act that way to them, they don't they don't see it like that, and you know, that was a real reality check to me because I'm not trying to emotionally abuse anyone. I'm not trying to hurt anyone like that. But realizing that, hey, even though you don't mean to, you're still fucking doing it. And that to me, that's a real hard reality to kind of live with. And, you know, a lot of people kind of say things like, oh, that's just how I am. If you can't handle me at my worst, you can't have me, right? I feel like that's BS because... You should constantly be trying to work on yourself to make yourself a better person. And if you're not self-aware of what's making you a bad person and that you're hurting other people, uh, then man, I don't know. You know, like I guess you're just a sociopath and should be not. You shouldn't reproduce. <laughs> uh, but you know, again, it's just, it, it's it, that hit close to home when you said that because I've been guilty of doing that unknowingly. I just thought. You know, I, I do that, and then I'm immediately over it because that's just how my emotions work. You know, yeah. Um, like I feel when I feel happy, I'm happy. When I feel sad, I feel sad. When I feel angry, I'm angry. Like it's 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 amped up every single emotion. So that's it's really really interesting to hear your point of view because I've never heard that. You know, from a guy say that. You know. Yeah, and it, it's funny because um, Adam, my partner, is actually very much like you in the fact that he he does get passionate about a lot of things. That's why sometimes when you say that I can help you describe how you are, it's because that's how Adam is. But Adam has never made me feel like I was being disrespected in my own home, or he never made me feel like, you know, um, cornered like an animal. I never had to have 
lost my my cool enough to to you know call it off with him because there are times when you're going to get passionate about something and raising your voice doesn't necessarily equate to yelling um, and there's a appropriate time for everything you know in order to to get your point across to be passionate to raise your voice um, but if it's something that happens you know every day and I'm afraid to go home because I'm you know I'm afraid that I'm going to get yelled at again like you know that's just something that I don't think that I could bode well with yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, but to kind of go further into that as far as, you know, I mean, I feel like that's a lot of people's boundary for the kind of attraction where if you pass that. But then you also see a lot of people in toxic relationships that should have ended a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, it's difficult to say because I've been in relationships like that to where should have ended a long time ago. But, you know, one thing or another just keeps you around. Yeah, and, and it, it's... You know, we can look at relationships going on in the outside world and be like, oh, that's toxic. Um, but it's hard to say unless you're actually in the relationship. Um, you know, if if you have two passionate people that are very passionate about different things that butt heads, you know, people can yell at each other and be perfectly fine five minutes later. It's how you get over that hump. It's not, you know, as long as, as no one's being hit, no one's being assaulted, uh, you know, no one's being threatened, you know, that's fine. But, you know, people sometimes, I've had people in my family who they have normal conversations at a very loud volume. <laughs> and that's just how they were and how they were raised. It doesn't mean that they don't love each other. It doesn't mean that, you know, they're being abused. Um, so it's also difficult whenever we have people trying to say, oh, you're in a toxic relationship. You need to get out of that. And you're like, I don't think I'm in a toxic relationship. Like, yeah, we get passionate about things, but you know, I love my partner, my boyfriend, my girlfriend. He loves me. He doesn't hit me, you know, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But you know, on on another uh, level of that, because I mean, I feel like those are very, those should be a a baseline for everyone. Yeah. Uh, But as far as, you know, some of my personal boundaries, um, you know, you said, you said something about drug use. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> it made me think of a funny story. Um, I was—I wouldn't even say I was dating this girl. I, I just met her. Uh, we're hanging out in a group. Uh, she was like, hey, well, I'm going to go to this bar. Do you want to come with? And like I said, I don't know when people like me until like our tongues are in each other's throats. So like, I had no <laughs> fucking clue she liked me. I was that like, oh, cool. That means she likes you. I guess that's also true. Well, she's <laughs> attracted to me. That's merely better. Yeah. Uh, so we go to her car. And we're about to drive to go uh, to the spot, and then she's like, "Oh, hey, um, you don't you don't mind you know drugs, do you?" And in my mind, like I said earlier, you know this podcast does not condone drug use. We also do not condemn it. Uh, so I was like, "No, it's fine. You know, do your thing." Assuming you know, I, I, I've I've been around you know different kind of uh, of people that have done all kinds of things, and I expect it to be something you know simple, like maybe some pot or something. Um, she continues to pull out like a little thing and then just, you just hear, <laughs> I'm like, what? Oh God. Uh, completely different world for me. Uh, you know, for you kids uh, out there that don't know what that is, uh, just Google booger sugar and you'll find out. Uh, it, Keep it, in mind, this <laughs> is also coming from people that live in San Antonio, Texas. This isn't like, you know, popping Molly at the party every Friday night for, you know, as a normal event. I mean, and there might be people like that here. <laughs> I, I'm just not exposed to them. I, I guess the people I'm exposed to are very, uh, very, very different type of people. But, you know, that's that's why meeting new people is always interesting because you'll never know what kind of you're, you'll meet. But, but again, to the boundaries point, at that moment in time, I had to decide, hey, is this... Is this something I'm cool with? Is this something I'm not cool with? Uh, and in the end, at the end of the story, it was just a matter of, well, we're not together. She's just like a person. And it's like, well, do I want to be friends with a person like that? And I thought about it, and I'm like, I don't know. But then other things have happened in life to where one of my closest friends that I consider a really good friend, uh, he told me some story. He was out in this out of town, and we're just, we had a Coke bender. I was like, <laughs> what? You, you did what? And I would have never expected this person to never do that. And then I was like, what? Well, maybe, what? Okay, that's weird. It just tripped me out. Yeah. Uh, but, but as far as judging them, I was like, well, I mean, someone can judge me for eating shitty food and, you know, or someone could judge me for uh, like drinking too much beer or drinking, going out too much or, you know, there's a lot of different uh, vices that I have that someone could kind of crit- criticize. And I feel like 
it's all in moderation. If you do something, um, you know, that might be considered a vice, but you do it in moderation, who the fuck am I to tell you what you can or can't do? Yeah, and it just comes down to, are you hurting anybody, you know, are you hurting yourself? Are you stealing, you know, because... Pushing your grandma down and (laughs) stealing her washer and dryer. Okay. um, Uh, Sorry, (laughs) my family kind of Too close to home. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, you know, there's definitely, you know, especially being a gay man, I'm not here to judge. Um, I'm here to just make sure that people that I love and people that are around me and my friends are safe. Um, Coming out of high school and getting into college, I didn't realize, like, you know, Coke, for example, was such a popular thing. Most of the time, you know, I definitely had friends that went on to the harder stuff. Um, but I didn't realize that, you know, Coke was like so socially acceptable. And, you know, these were still my friends and I didn't judge them for it. Um, but, you know, we also had friends that, you know, I saw one of my friends smoking meth out of a light bulb that we stole out of the bathroom. I didn't steal it. That they stole out of a bathroom from a uh, fast food joint. Wait, I mean, I don't mean to stop you there, but I, you can smoke meth out of a light bulb? Yes, and I didn't know this until that day, but apparently... Well, let me ask, was it a energy-efficient light bulb? I don't know. No, because <laughs> I don't think you can open those. I'm totally kidding, I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that friend specifically was the kind of friend that would steal from everybody and pawn stuff, and his behavior was very erratic whenever he was on it. So, like, I have issue trust issues with people that definitely, you know, do meth because I know that it compromises the way that you behave. But there's other things that if someone wants to, you know, go trip acid in the cow field and just look at the stars. Cool. That's fine. Not for me, but, uh, so again, I don't condone acid. We get it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't condemn it. Uh, I don't believe you would do acid in a cow field. I don't know. Um, I feel like if anything, you'd maybe do shrooms out there. But again, I don't know. Because I don't condone or condemn, so whatever. I'm just so I'm just a janitor. Who am I? Yeah, pretty much. But uh, but yeah, <laughs> just uh, there's a lot, there's a whole plethora of things that you know. I feel everybody out there should have what are called your non-negotiable items. Uh, you know, I I want someone that likes kids. I want someone that hates kids. You know, maybe you don't want kids at all. That's so something you want important. A schizophrenic person. Oh, you're giving examples. Oh yeah. <laughs> God, <laughs> you were talking about your. I was like, uh, okay. no, no, no. Uh, but yeah, just being with someone that shares a lot of the same values with you because, hey, at the end of the day, you might have to raise another person with that uh, with your partner. Yeah. And if there are certain values that you both don't share, that's going to that's gonna affect the relationship, the whole dynamic. And in, in today's world, there's just so many single parents out there, so many kids growing up without a mother, without a father, without two mothers, without two fathers. It doesn't matter, you know. Single parent is not, be, it's not easy. Oh, yeah. I knew when I was when I was in high school and in college, I knew one of the things that I wanted most out of life was to be a dad. And I even told myself, like... And now he's a mom. Oh, God. Uh, Anyways, so I knew that adoption was going to be what I needed to do because being in a gay relationship, I don't have that (laughs) person with the uterus to help me. So... Um, I was okay with adoption the whole time and, you know, I didn't meet anybody until I was like 26 and far, as far as like dating goes. So I, until then thought that I was just going to have to be like a single parent. And I was like, you know what? I can do it. You know, I've seen people in my family do it the whole time, but now actually being a parent, I do not think I could do it as a single parent. And I tip my hat to all the single moms and single dads out there that are able to raise a child by themselves because that has to be one of the hardest things to do and to add on to that um shout out to those parents that are single parents raising a child with some sort of disability yeah um i I have a personal experience with that my uh one of my nephews has a high level autism and i see my sister take care of him and i know that is not easy it's hard for me just to kind of hang out and babysit him because he he's non-verbal he will like start breaking things throwing things around and you know me being a single guy i'm used to having things a very specific way i'm kind of a brat and i like like i like things my way uh and if i don't get it my way i'm just frustrated i'm like oh this is annoying so with kids you can't be like that you you have to give yourself up so even as i'm the fun uncle for sure but you know their father isn't always around so i have i have to kind of be there to kind of be a father figure as well as a fun uncle and 
just that as a balance shows me like, yes, I want to be a father someday, but ain't no way in hell I am ready right now. Mm-hmm. I would, I would, I mean, I'm sure I'd be a great father if I had to be right now, but I'm just not f- mentally ready because yeah. there's so much I want to do. I still want to be selfish. I want to find the woman of my dreams, travel the world with her. And then when we're settled down, have kids when we're old and then just, you know, live that life. But, well, that's uh, very romantic, Daniel. Speaking of. <laughs> well, well, thanks. Thanks, Mikey. <laughs> Sorry. I'm but but good point. Segue. Good point. I think you're right. A good, a good segue to this <clears throat> is, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up. A lot of people uh, kind of have different feelings towards Valentine's Day. I personally think it's Schmalentine's Day because <laughs> it's fucking bullshit. But I'm just being petty because I'm also mm-hmm. single. If I was with someone, I'd probably be all gay and want to plan all these things. But, uh, I knew it. Yeah, yeah. I um, what is the most rom- romantic thing someone has done for you or sort of what you've done for someone that was pretty romantic? Ooh, oh, way to make me cry in the first podcast. Oh. You told me yesterday it was anal. Oh, God, no. <laughs> it's not. That's not that romantic. <laughs> okay, um, let's see. <laughs> on uh, The more romantic thing done on Valentine's Day or just a romantic thing, period? No, just in period, in general. Okay, the most romantic thing that someone's done for me, uh, it's a little bit difficult to say. Um, I'm shitty at remembering things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, the one thing that really kind of uh, meant a lot to me was with when I was with my uh, one of my well, my ex, and she, I was I was trying to get a passport. Uh, but at this time in my life, I was going through a lot of hardships. Was constantly you know, living paycheck to paycheck, really broke. Um, she, for Christmas, she gave me, like, everything I needed to go get a passport so we can, like, travel. And then she wrote me this really cute note with it and just something really heartfelt and cute. And it, it was really small, but at the same time, you know, it was what it meant so much more because I'd been trying for so long and I was just like, oh, I'm so stressed out with all these other things going on. I couldn't get it. Uh, that it just took, it was, took too much out of me, and then she's like, no, look, like, hey, I know things are a bit hard, but, you know, I care about you, blah, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was really, really something that will always stick with me. And, um, you know, it just really, really showed, like, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a diamond ring. It wasn't a car. It wasn't, you know, this outlandish, lavish thing. It was more of a sentiment of, hey, I really love you, and I want to, do all these things with you, like, and that's what I want. To me, that that means so much more than than a than a nice dinner or, um, you know, buying you, showering you with gifts. Like, while those are nice, it's not really, it's not what keeps a relationship going, you know. Because I can, I've I've been gifted things before, and she's like, well, I'm just not interested in you though, so I don't know. Yeah, for me, it like like you said, it wasn't necessarily a gift that or like an event that someone did um, I think the most romantic thing to ever happen in my life and maybe I'm thinking of it more in terms of like you know whenever they say someone romanticizes something not necessarily like you know roses and wine but um, it basically is when we decided to adopt Olivia so the way that it happened was my cousin reached out to us because he had a pair of friends that were expecting a child and, you know, already had a number of kids and just weren't um, financially ready to take on another mouth to feed. So uh, my cousin knew that they were looking to adopt the child out and he approached me and Adam at the time. And my first instinct was, you know, we're not married. Um, You know, we, we don't have, I mean, we are blessed with the jobs that we have, but, you know, thinking about bringing in another child into this life, you know, you, you don't ever have enough money basically. And the first reaction that we, we came to was, you know what, maybe this isn't the best time. It's a great opportunity, but you know, it's, it's just, it's might not be something that we're ready for at this time. And so, um, it was kind of a bummer that we kind of came to that, that decision. Um, and then like a week later, and we didn't say anything to my cousin yet. We told him we were still thinking about it. And about a week later, we were at my little niece's birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese. And there was just kids running around everywhere. And me and Adam were just sitting there, you know, watching everybody celebrate. And we were having some pizza at Chuck E. Cheese. I don't know if Chuck E. Cheese is a national thing, but it's basically video games and pizza. Is that a national thing? 
I think it's a natural uh, yeah, thing. Yeah, just think of it like, you know, you've seen Toy Story, uh, Pizza Planet. Just think yeah. of, that's that's kind of Chuck E. Cheese, but I with a big Chuck old mouse. I think Chuck E. Cheese is a natural thing. So I'm we're going to sound sure. real stupid if we're explaining to everyone. Yeah. So Chuck E., there's a big mouse, right? <laughs> and he makes pizza and dances. He doesn't make the pizza. But anyways, he's not Ratatouille. Um, <laughs> Great movie, by the way. <laughs> but um, no, it was, you know, I was sitting there and I was just looking and I was like, you know, I don't care if we're ready or not. Like, kid is something that I've always wanted. And I looked at Adam, and we, I was kind of like, you know what? I think that we actually are ready for this. And so since then, it's just been a whole life-changing experience. And I think that was the most romantic thing to go through with someone was, you know, the decision to bring in a child into our relationships. That makes sense. Yeah, and I, and I feel like with your situation, that's a lot more of a conscious choice. Uh, because a lot of, you know, a lot of kids that happen nowadays, it's just, well, we weren't even trying. It just happened. Yeah. It's a gift. Uh, but the choice that you two made, it was truly that's it, it choice. You know, it wasn't, oh, let's, let's start trying to have a baby. It's no, we're going to, we're going to adopt. We're going to, you yeah. know, to me, that means so much more as far as, um, communicating together, working together to decide if that's what you want to do. And, I mean, maybe even a little bit more special um, yeah. in that sense. As far as the choice itself, uh, I, I can only imagine what it's like as a, as a woman to have a child, you know, that mm-hmm. connection you have, um, you know, but. And I don't know if we're ever going to get into politics into the podcast. I don't know if that's something we want to bring on. But the biggest thing that I kind of like stand by with politics is trying to make it easier to adopt a child, not just for the LGBT community, but for anybody. Because, you know, we, we talk about the, the system for foster children and for children that need to be adopted and how it's getting so full and, you know, kids bounce from foster parent to foster parent. But we have people like anybody that we work with, you know, make a decent wage. We're not three figures, you know, we're still in Texas. The average, I think the average pay for, um, a full-time worker in Texas is like 30,000, I think. And there's no reason why someone with that pay can't adopt a child, except for the fact that it costs about 60 to 80,000 to adopt that child. And there's so many families that are going to be such great families and great parents, but they can't provide that home and that love because there's so much cost associated with making sure that, you know, and I, I definitely understand and respect the process to make sure that a child goes to a home that's safe and loving. But at the same time, you're making sure that a child's going to a home that's safe and loving, but also going to be like super rich. And that doesn't necessarily make a house safe and loving. Yeah, it's actually a really good point. Um, because I thought about that a lot. Uh, I was helping my family do their taxes, you know, and you, of course you get to see how much they make and, and you see, oh, you're raising X amount of kids on this salary. And you know, it's, it's humbling to me because I, I make, I make a little more and I'm like single and by myself. I barely survive sometimes. Yeah. You know, like last week, I looked at my bank account after a trip, and I had five cents. <laughs> five fucking cents in my bank account. And I was like, oh, well, let me move over some, over some savings. If you have kids, you have to constantly think, oh, what was, what's for dinner? Yeah. Do I have a savings set up in case something happens to my child? You know, just... Uh, Way further than a relationship, you know, your your problems are nowhere near the problems I have. My yeah. problems are, am I going to be alone forever? Am I going to find someone that I truly care about and want to spend the rest of my life with? You're over here thinking about, oh, crap, am I going to be able to buy Olivia diapers or whatever she needs, right? <laughs> yeah. Or am I, <laughs> who, am I going to have a job that's going to be able to support her and, you know, where I'll be happy and be able to take care of her and spend time with her? Um, so, yeah, a lot of different things to think about when you're in a relationship. Um, but as far as romance and everything, um, I think that's still very important, especially after you have a kid. I see a lot of people who have kids that don't necessarily get to be romantic in that sense, or they just refrain from doing so, so often. Yeah. But, um, cause they don't want more kids, but <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, but speaking about going to do romantic things, um, you and, uh, you and your partner, do you guys, go to any romantic restaurants in San Antonio, do any kind of date night, things like that? It's very few and far between because Olivia is too, so she's a lot to handle right now. And actually today, my mom has agreed to watch her um, while we go to a dinner and movie because we haven't had like a date night in a while. Uh, I know. Um, But as far as (laughs) romantic dinners go, um, 
oh man, I usually use our dinner time for like a cheat meal, so I'll usually just like kill it at a buffet. <laughs> so that's definitely <laughs> yeah. not romantic. That but um, yeah, but you know, yesterday we went to um, Adam's niece's birthday party at Mamacita's, and that was actually really nice because you walk in and it looks like you're in like a little town in Mexico. Like the it was a very tall building. The you're surrounded by 3D pop out like. Um, imitation storefronts of like, you know, a small Mexican city back in the day of like, you know, I don't know what date, but a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) A date is a long time ago. Yeah. But uh, it was really nice. It was really, really romantic in that kind of setting. But, um, you know, I'm definitely a seafood fanatic and there's a place called Wild Fish that is on the north side that, you know, it's very bougie and I don't like to dress up. I don't like it being forced to dress up, but I'll put on a collared shirt for this event. Uh, Will you iron it? No. Oh, that's man. asking too much. This guy's garbage. That's just for my <laughs> funeral. Um, <clears throat> but no. So I don't know. Downtown is probably the most romantic spot. I think everybody just gets engaged to downtown, but the restaurants, they're very touristy. Um, you know, there's not a lot of like unique experiences um, with the restaurants downtown. I don't know, what about you? Um, I'm actually probably terrible at that. Um, I'm, not, I'm not big for romantic dinners, but I know they are very important in a relationship. Uh, I'm, Kind of more in the sense of I love food experiences, so uh, I'll want to whoever I'm seeing, I'd love to take them out, go experience. Like, oh, there's this great new restaurant here, we have to check out. Oh, there's you know this great fish restaurant. There's this or that. Yeah. Being able to take them there is more important to me. Um, I used to work uh, at hotels downtown, so I'm uh, I'm very capable of knowing where exactly to go for those things, but. I don't necessarily go because one, they cost a ton of money. Yeah. Uh, and two, like Mikey said, I don't necessarily like to dress up, but at the same time, it's, it's a weird balance, you know, cause I do enjoy dressing up cause when you look great, you feel great and you're like, Oh, and I'm, you're looking great for the other person. And I think that's one thing we always forget about is we get comfortable in a relationship and we just forget, Oh yeah, like we have to, we should try to look nice for the other person so that they know, hey, we still care about how we look for you, and I want you to know you were the bad bitch. <laughs> yeah, Adam still brings it up that our second date, uh, he wanted to take me to an Italian restaurant, and I was like, okay, cool, I love eating. And I was really sick that day, like I am today, and I was like, hey, I don't think I can make it. Like, I feel really bad. And he was like, are you sure? Like, I don't care if, if you know, you, you don't dress up. And I was like, uh, I mean, if you're down to, like, see me look a mess, then sure. And he's like, yeah, sure. So I was like, okay. So I showed up in, like, basketball shorts, a hoodie. My hair wasn't made. I had glasses on. Like, I looked like I got hit in the face with a frying pan because I was so congested. And Adam's over there in, like, slacks and a button-up shirt that is ironed. Um, and I was like, oh, fuck. And he still brings it up. Well, if he said it was fine, then I feel like you should be like, hey, if you said it was fine, you can't talk shit about it. Yeah. But I I do understand that. I wish I could rewind and see if there was any undertones of it actually not being fine when he told me it was fine. Yeah. And and see, (laughs) that's another thing, too, as far as, you know, communication goes. Uh, I'm not I'm a I'm a girl in the sense of that. Like, I'm. I'm a man, but we, I act like a female sometimes in that if something's wrong, I'll just say, no, it's fine. Nothing's, nothing's wrong. But everything's wrong. And, and it's just because if I were to say everything's wrong, I would explode and I would just start, well, this, you didn't do that. But when you take a deep breath, you know, you 10% yourself, you're like, hey, relax. <laughs> just, you take it down a little bit. You'll, yes. you'll chill we need out, to introduce the 10% because people probably are going to hear that sometime. Yeah, it, it's it, we'll, we'll explain it later on. But, you know, basically, if you're at 100%, you know, come down to 10% and relax. Just relax yeah. before you do something you're going to regret. <laughs> right. Uh, so, Mikey, what are your plans for actual Valentine's Day? Uh, I haven't actually made any. And I was going to say uh, when we we're talking about, like, romantic restaurants, I think the most romantic time or like the most romantic thing to do is Valentine's day is make dinner yourself. Um, I'm huge on cooking. I love cooking. So I'm probably going to make, probably going to make dinner, uh, for us at our place. I, Olivia's probably going to be with us. So I'm probably not going to have any like 
you know, plans on going out or anything. Uh, but that's okay. You know, when you have a family, it's, it's, it's okay. It's not, you know, a mood killer or anything. It's the life that we wanted and it's the life that is amazing and it's the life that I love. What about you? Well, I'd hope you would. Oh, ask. wait, no, I lied. Why? So usually my friends and I get together and watch My Bloody Valentine because, again, I'm horror obsessed. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He is a horror. Yeah. I'm I mean, horror. Excuse me. Sorry. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Sorry. Okay, now tell us whatever you're going to tell us. Wow. I'm going to need some emotion, <laughs> emotion from you, please. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of a shitty thing to ask a single person. I'm probably not going to do anything, I wouldn't imagine. Um, um, let's see. What's an idea for a single person on Valentine's Day? Go to the gym. No, because then I'll see people at the gym. There'll probably be couples working out. Nah. I'm probably just going to have a normal day. Um, you know, if I have single friends, maybe they might want to go out. But honestly, I'm probably just going to kick it at home and chill. Because it, it, it's, it's, it's just a weird day if you're single because it's like, well, what do I do? You know? like Even if you're not single, um, this is kind of funny. I had a manager a while ago that was legitimately creeped out that people celebrated Valentine's day with other people, like not that aren't your wife or husband. Um, like, you know, when you come into work and everybody has like Valentine's day cards or like people will give out little chocolates to everybody. Like here's a Valentine's day, happy Valentine's day, whatever. He hated that because he thought it was inappropriate for other people to celebrate Valentine's day with people that aren't their wife or husband. It was a weird thing. Sounds like a geek bitch, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, but I I guess I can see where they came from. Um, And then, too, I know people, you know, they'll do anti-Valentine's Day things. Mm. And I feel like that's a little much. That's a little... That's like I'm making it a point to go out and, you know, show that I hate this day. I don't hate it. It's just unfortunate that, you know, I don't have someone to share a day that's, hey, you're supposed to be romantic this day. Go for it. Yeah, and, you know, it's funny when people, like, are so, like, oh, me and my friends, anti-Valentine's Day, yay. And then, like, a year later, they find someone, they're like, I love Johnny. He did this for me on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um, it's- so it's just kind of funny. And, and you know, there, there's that that notion of being single and bitter that I wish wasn't so so rampant. Because when I was single, I mean. <laughs> it's a protection method. I yeah. Feel. I mean, being single isn't bad. Like It's s- not, but if you're not in a good place then it is bad but see if you're not in a good place you need to work that out with yourself right someone's not going to fix that for you well and and on that note i'll kind of also say if you're like that's what i'm doing right now like i don't know what's what i want in life and i'm trying to figure that out i just got out of a relationship and i truly need to focus on myself but while i'm doing that it's been very difficult because i get lonely I miss my my uh, significant other, and I want to like, I want them back. But at the same time, you're like, well, no, it's over. You know, they've shown that they don't want you, and it's like, okay, I have to kind of move on. Yeah. But you're on a rebound stage to where someone else comes and shows you affection. You're like, yes, I need that. Come, please. But that's probably the last thing you need. The, yeah. the, what you really need is to kind of sit to yourself, start understanding yourself, understanding yourself better working on yourself more, set some, maybe some goals for yourself. Like one thing I'm doing now, I'm trying to prep for a half marathon. Um, I'm trying to, uh, you know, do some things in my career to get further in that. Uh, but, you know, just little things that you kind of have to do to make yourself ready and, and do things to make yourself a better person. You know, basically you're, putting yourself on display like a mating ritual, like with birds and flocking your feathers. And, you know, ain't nobody want to mate with no bird with dusty ass feathers. You got to have some cool, vibrant feathers. You got to know that you've gotten yourself figured out and that you're in a good place to help add to someone else's life. So you want a bird with vibrant feathers? Flavored feathers? Vibrant feathers. Yes. Okay. Um, So you're gay. Uh... Sure. Well, because those are the boy birds. Oh, oh, shit. The birds with the dusty ass feathers are the female birds. So, no. yes. You know, dusty ass feathers. Have you seen a from. female peacock? Have you seen a female mallard? First duck? of all, that was just a freaking comparison, okay? I'm just talking about how people mate. I was a peacock in this situation. Oh, okay. Trying to get my dusty feathers oh, feathered okay. before so, you start hating huh, on me. That's Damn. interesting. Interesting. I'm analogy. sorry I'm not perfect, Mikey. I'm it's, sorry. No, it's interesting. It's fine. Um, 
<laughs> Just kidding. Um, anywho, I want to go ahead and introduce our second musical guest. It's KJ and Eric, um, all one word, and that's Eric E R I K. We're gonna. I be- think that's enough music. One one per show. To be honest. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay, fine. Then we won't do another song. Okay, well, don't give me attitude. Okay. You're just doing things that ask me, Mike. I told you we were going to have two songs. I wasn't listening. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> Anyways, we're not putting that in the podcast. Well, no, no, no. I mean, I guess we could, but we shouldn't announce it. Like, uh, I think we should just stick to one feature to make it better for that person because they're like, oh, it's focusing on me. Yeah. And then, uh, but, you know, at the outro, we'll just kind of do... You know, yeah, like, you know, hope everyone has a great Valentine's Day. Or if you're single, you know, hit up Daniel. We'll go to a bar and talk about why we're single. Okay. <laughs> well, I think that's going to wrap up our show, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, any last words, Daniel? Um, yeah, there's one thing I've been wanting to get off my chest, and I'm glad we're doing a podcast so I can kind of do that. Oh, God. Uh, I think... It's really important to kind of say that. Oh my god! Okay. Well, now that, that half in. of our listeners aren't going to continue. Okay, next you're episode. right. You're right. But I just wanted to try it. See how it sounds. Well, this was a very interesting experience. I hope you guys were entertained. I hope it leads to a second episode. Um, it was fun for us. Uh, definitely feel a little more vulnerable than I thought it was going to feel. I honestly feel like I've connected more to Mikey hearing a little bit more of his story. <laughs> it's a little bit more intimate, you know, sitting across from him. Uh, but you know, you're also hearing him on the podcast and, uh, you know, I hope you guys feel connected to both of us a little bit more because our ultimate goal is to get our point of views across, but also connect to you. And hopefully maybe you relate in some way, or, you know, if you hear something we say and you have something to kind of, you know, help us learn more, Hey, we'd love to hear it. So, so how um, can they reach out to you, Daniel? Yeah. Uh, you can reach out to us, uh, at, uh, what's our website? Uh, we have one. <laughs> you bought the domain. We haven't built it yet. I meant like. Oh, but we're going to build it by the time this is out, Mikey. Okay. Uh, it is 2sapodcast.com. The number two or the two spelled out? The number two. So number two. Podcast. Uh, podcast. No, no. Fucking A. <laughs> the number two, the letter S, the letter A, podcast.com. And we're obviously going to put this out on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, make it really easily accessible. We'll have the website up. We'll have a contact page, everything. Um, we'll have a captcha up so that way, you know, any, any all robot listeners out there, you can't get to us, you know, I don't know what that means, but thank you again for listening as we leave you for today. Um, please turn your ears to Scarica's guilty, not guilty. I'm guilty, 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 guilty. Don't listen to that. Guilty, guilty, (laughs) guilty, guilty, guilty. (laughs) 